This is Laughs and Littles, a conversation about friendship and faith in the midst of motherhood. Life with Littles is better when we do it together. So grab a load of laundry and join us for some laughs. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. So today we have our friend Brittany Pearson on from the Healthy Catholic Mom podcast. And we were on your show years ago. And so we're just going to pick up where we left off. (laughs) And Brittany (laughs) is 31 weeks pregnant with her fourth. And is this your fourth boy? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm a listener as well. So always fun to be on when you're like, yeah, yeah, I know what's going on. It is my fourth boy. So everybody's been like, you must just be the ultimate boy mom. I'm like, no, God was like, I don't think you got this gender down. Like we can't throw you another one. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just keep working on this one. Um, yeah. So there we are. Amazing. So you are our fitness health guru. Happy to be so <laughs> happy to be so. What is, I, I have been, you know, we always follow you. We're always like inspired by your heartfelt motivation that you have for moms like you're you're the perfect combination of like compassionate but also like no like we need to be strong we need to keep up so I know you know we've been talking about pelvic floor therapy and core strength so like feel free to uh disagree with anything that we've said (laughs) what is What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. And I love that. Um, thank you for saying that. And I'm glad it's, you know, that's, I've been just always sharing what I'm doing and all of that. Um, my husband would die knowing you said compassionate. Cause he's like, I think you <laughs> don't have that. Like, I don't think that's just not a thing. Um, it's a family trait though. My sister's in the same way. I'm working on it. Um, but no, I have again, appreciated your guys' conversation. I love how, first of all, it's so important. I mean, ironically, I will be very open and upfront. I am I've been a trainer for over a decade. I have my prenatal and postpartum specialist certification. So I have felt in the past that it's not necessary for me to go to pelvic floor therapy. So I though have completely 180 on that and think it's just so important. I did make sure last time my OB checked things out just to let me know, like, do we see prolapse? Do we this, that, how are things looking? Cause then from there I can kind of handle you know, things on my own, but I told my husband this time too, like, I am just going, I'm going to carve that out. So I love hearing because Andy, you're in it right now, Sarah, I believe holding off (laughs) uh, or maybe not. And you know, (laughs) either way, it's just important to start with, in my opinion, pelvic floor exercises, core rebuilding exercises. So, so many times I think we see and hear, and especially like I see in here, ladies just hop in at six weeks, like, all right, I'm cleared and go for a three mile run. And I'm like, holy cow, like either way, whatever Mm. your timeline is, you know, we can talk about that as much as you guys want to and delve into it. Either way, you've got to start back with the basics, whether you're feeling great or not. And I know, especially in our positions of four, four, five, it usually typically and statistically takes a little bit more time with each pregnancy. And I know it did for me and I don't know about you guys, but that and the ab gap together, like it just takes longer for things to typically. And that has been my experience where first baby, it was like, okay, all right. Like a couple months and back into it. And by three, it took a year for my abs to go all the way back together. That's, you know, I did all the right things during pregnancy and after and pelvic floor, same thing. Like I didn't run for six months, I think after. So, you know, everybody has a different 
uh, timely, but I do think it's important to get going, especially for those of us who it's kind of been baby on baby on baby, because I think when we give too much of a lapse, it can be just in exercise in general or getting going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. hard to restart that engine and to get that base going. So either way, whatever the timeline is like, we need to start back to the base. So I agree with yeah everything. Do you think Sarah will be able to run again without pain? I do. And I was actually curious because when it's your professional opinion, <laughs> I miss the, where the pain is. And I don't know how nitty gritty you want to get with that, but I was like, Oh, is, is it like pelvic floor? Is it back? Which is all connected. But I think for sure, like my last baby I had in July, I didn't run till January. It's my lower back. My lower back will just like tighten up. Oh, first, no, yeah, for sure. So you bad. can get back to pain-free. Cause that is, that's why I was just asking like the, the tight glutes pain in the low back, like that can all be connected to pelvic floor and, um, just core strength needing to come back. It's not always just weak, just sometimes it just takes more time. But exercises, you know, that are, I'm sure you guys are already familiar, but you could have a weak or a tight pelvic floor. So it's really important Mm -hmm. to do both the tightening. And and I know this is probably everything you're doing and then fully relaxing because everybody's different. I tend to, this is why (laughs) panic and labor. And to this point, I have been like, yes, epidural. Cause after my first one, I could not relax. And that's always the area I need to work, but everybody's different. Every pregnancy can be different too. And then it can be different before and after. So starting there, but it really is so key because if you don't put in that work, either relaxing or tightening, it's, you, you are already feeling that right now with attempting to run, like then it affects the whole rest of the chain of, okay, pelvic floor or core or back. Cause it's just the foundation, mm. but you can get there. It's a silver lining. It's a good thing. I feel like I'm, I'm just like gleaning little things from other people's <laughs> pelvic floor therapists. <laughs> <laughs> so my other friend said that her person said, described running as like a controlled fall. Oh, and how strong you have to get your legs, like, you know, being able to do or get close to like a single leg squat, sure. that kind of, and I'm like, Oh, that's helpful for me to just to, I've been doing a program that has like an ab day, a leg day, an arm day nice. that's focused on postpartum and it's killing me, but it's also so good. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, this is why my lower back hurts. It's because my glutes are not strong enough. My, you know, everything's just not strong enough and it needs to be built up. Such a good point because it's not so. just abs. Even people think abs across from back, like, okay, it's gotta be just your abs, but the whole trunk of the body, the glutes, the hamstrings. Yeah. Strength is super important. I know you were swimming through pregnancy and all of that too. And, and cardio is great. And that's the, I'm a huge fan of walking too. So the combo of strength training walking is great, but I, everybody's different. You know, cardio has a great place for endorphins and <laughs> gives you something that strength doesn't seriously. I know I'm I, laughing because it's because Sarah would like to just do cardio all the time and do just cardio. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to just do cardio, yeah. which then makes sense with the strength, especially yeah. this. Yeah. I do a leg day and I'm sore for three days. And I'm like, I hate strength stuff. <laughs> I just want to do cardio. <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with the soreness, Brittany? That, yeah, that's a really good question. I'm laughing because we just started, it, we're about to start second week of, um, a beginner eight week program. We always do. And that's like the first email I send out midweek is like, so about soreness, because I start getting the, somebody just <laughs> said like, I don't know that this is even normal. I'm like, no, no, it, it <laughs> is. I promise you. Um, and obviously just a big caveat to anybody out there who's going to start lifting and doesn't currently 
start where you are. Like definitely ease in, don't pick up. I'm all about ladies lifting heavy because it does change your body composition, Mm -hmm. but don't throw yourself into a million reps and 20 pound weights and whatever. Work your Mm -hmm. way up and like increase one thing at a time. The reps are the weight, my little aside there. But for soreness, number one, the best thing to do is to actually loosen up the muscles the next, you know, the next day or later to get blood flow to the muscles really good. I'm not saying definitely don't strength train them again. So say your legs are like, Mm -hmm. you feel your quad just walking up the stairs is painful, all that jazz bending over to get the kids. So you're obviously, you don't hit another leg day until you have recovered until you're not sore anymore. Number one, but then number two, like a walk would be great taking a little loosen up on the elliptical or a bike lightly. You're not, you know, going hard there, but just get blood flow and then protein and water can, you know, speed up recovery. And then the bougier one that if you have time for is Epsom salt baths, because that, um, Uh, I have noticed a huge improvement with that. I was, I was doing that after runs. Um, when I was doing a long run a week, it was like, oh my gosh, huge difference the next day. So never done that. I preface that we always have like yeah. two to three Epsom salt pounds in our house. <laughs> it's so sad when you go in there because gone. because Alex does use yeah. it so much. Yeah. Um, with is it true that if you do that you'll get less sore if you do just like heavy like fewer reps of heavier weights? I don't personally or anecdotally kind of know that to be true, but I will say usually okay. we get again my experience with my clients you get more sore or a different kind of sore just when you switch up the modality. So if you typically do the opposite, if you typically do a lot of reps with lightweight and then all of a sudden you switch to, you know, heavier weights, less reps, you're probably going to be sore. But I experienced that the other way too, where sometimes, you know, I will switch it up and do kind of more an endurance thing. And then I'll get sore from the lots of reps. Like group classes tend to be a lot like that. I used to teach body pump. That was like, you squatted for seven minutes and then you went on to triceps. <laughs> triceps were eight minutes and my body was so used to it. But if I did that class right now, like I would not be able to move at this point. So switching modalities, <laughs> you know, is big or, um, took a self-defense class a couple months ago. Haven't done that in forever. We were hitting the bags. I was in my first trimester. So I do remember that, but like the next day, my back I was like, haven't felt that. So just the switch up can increase soreness for Mm -hmm. sure. Super normal. Annie was telling me to take turmeric instead of ibuprofen. Do you have any thoughts on that? The (laughs) crunchy version because she was like, Oh, like I, it's really helping with the inflammation. Yeah. And so I was like, well, turmeric helps with inflammation. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it is. That's like the crunchy answer. That's I'm, I I don't know. I'm over here popping Tums for heartburn and I heard apple cider vinegar can help. I have not tried that yet. This pregnancy. (laughs) I'm like, I'll stick to Tums. Um, yes, but she's right. Turmeric. Yeah, for sure. Can, um, cherry juice too is great for your joints, but also supposed to be good for inflammation, which is interesting because it's the more tart one, but yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of as much as you can do through food and then you know, cleaner supplements and stuff. Great. Cause it's, you know, probably don't want to be an ibuprofen forever, but if you need to take it to get some swelling down ice too, we didn't talk about, but, um, ice is usually the more immediate kind of just right after a workout to aid recovery. But if you do it three days mm-hmm. later, it's probably <laughs> not going to have the same effect oh. unless, you know, something really is damaged to the point that was like more of a strain than just soreness than ice, but ice immediately after. And yeah, turmeric would be great. I feel vindicated. (laughs) And then, um, Annie kind of like brought this up in our last episode and my friend had a question about it of like the relationship between 
like you're breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So you have low estrogen and how that compounds with like trying to build core strength that it's harder with the low estrogen. Yeah. It's so interesting because through the various phases and remind me, did you just have a boy? Yeah, I did my second boy. So we're coming off like more testosterone, first of all, which is interesting (laughs) because that's what usually my pregnancies, I feel really good lifting. I'm like, wow, look at this. And then we go to breastfeeding and low estrogen. We don't have that like testosterone boost as much anymore and all that. So there's a lot obviously going on hormone wise and charting's a nightmare all that. (laughs) But, um, as far as also the relaxant. So I personally, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I will notice is like, wow, we're just talking about joints. Like my joints are feeling this, like maybe I can't do certain things like push-ups right away or put my wrist in that flex position. So definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been feeling the major wrist pain in postpartum. That's oh. new for me, but all of a sudden I'm just like, ah. yeah, Annie, do you feel it? <laughs> and that's the prolactin, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, you're saying, oh, I've heard that post, some postpartum moms get like carpal tunnel really easily. And I've seen that during pregnancy that as well. But okay. um, yeah, and I haven't heard the prolactin versus relaxin. And I think I just maybe attribute it to relaxin. Um, but either way, that is joint pain is very common. And then, you know, just things taking time to go back as they are, especially I think I personally think it pertains mostly to pelvic floor, but then there's also this relationship of once you start getting into a routine, like we talked about, like easing in wherever you are with pelvic floor stuff with ab rebuilding. And it sounds really boring. I know that and those of us who have done it, it is boring and it's necessary, but it's also not just laying on the floor doing Kegels and, uh, you know, any oh, yeah. exercises after are not like that should it's basically just making everything a core exercise. Right. And making sure we're, we're doing it safely and whatnot, but yeah, I, it comes back to that timeline. I think of not rushing things and knowing hormones are all kinds of out of whack. And that even goes saying like wrist pain, joint pain, super normal. And I'm actually surprised and impressed that both that Annie, you haven't experienced that. And Sarah it took to baby number five, because that, that was actually one of the first things for me. I think even after baby number one, I was like, why does this hurt and didn't hurt before and took a while. Um, so each time I just kind of baby it, but so choosing exercises and taking modifications that, you know, if you don't do pushups or in a plank position again until a year, that's no big deal. I know I get it. Cause I feel that kind of like, let's get back. And you want to feel like yourself. You want to do hard stuff. I know Annie, you mentioned like going real hard and needing to pull back now a little bit because we want to, and it's been a long time of babying things. I totally understand that. Uh, but finding ways to, to just make it better for ourselves. Like I don't take push-ups out or planks out. I just hold dumbbells so that my wrists are nice and straight rather than in that flex position. There's definitely workarounds because like I said to you, if we were waiting out, you know, especially if somebody breastfeeds a year and they have relaxed in, in their body for a year and all the stats, like, and then, you know, you do turn around and are pregnant again. You're like, Oh, and now I am just as weak. I'm carrying around a one-year-old and I'm pregnant again and going to put all this extra pressure and weight on my joints and things. So I think it's that like realistic timeline and same goes with fat loss. I mean, that is the, you know, something I'll, we all want to lose the baby weight and get back in our jeans and all that. Um, I just said the other day, I'm like, can't wait to be able to tuck in shirts again. And I was like, but that will still be a while. Actually, <laughs> I bought new jeans this time Yay. rather than for a while I was doing the, like wearing my old jeans with the belly band over them. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to buy some, some, <laughs> so there's the jeans that like have no zipper 
they're like regular jeans, but then like three inches of like somewhat stretchiness, but nice. they're still a little too tight, right? Just at that, like, I've just got a nice solid little muffin top there. And it's just still, it's fine if I'm like standing, but like any other position, <laughs> I'm like, mm. <laughs> this feels like we're just getting a free consultation with you. We're like, we have all these questions of like, okay, Brittany, what? <laughs> no, I love it. I want to yeah. know. I know obviously you're pregnant right now, but I feel you're hardcore. <laughs> I feel like all the hardcore people don't drink alcohol. Oh, wow. Do you drink? <laughs> <laughs> like not that hardcore. <laughs> Like, like people are like, I feel so much better now that I don't drink. And I don't know. Yeah. Not as yeah, pregnancy yeah. thing as like, a yeah, yeah, yeah. In general, in general, getting back no, to I love, I do yeah, love yeah. the clarification and I <laughs> thank you. <Sarah. laughs> we'll get emails. <laughs> you know what? I have friends. I, yeah, we can't even go down that road, but who like, we're not eating a cold connects me. I reach for a piece of slime. It's like, Oh, Oh. And then they're like, you don't drink the right. I'm like, well, like not in the first trimester. And like, I mean, only a little bit of wine. So like, like <laughs> you just don't do hard drugs. So I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, um, funny question though. And no, but true question, serious question. I do think that's even been a bigger push. And I know, you know, your husband's in the fitness world, all that too, and probably sees, you know, all varying things. My husband and my kind of approach is like, we want to be able to, you know, we have that baseline of where we feel good mobility wise. So that means like that determines our workout frequency, where we feel good body fat wise, which determines like more the way that we're eating and acting and whatever. And then life as well, because there have been times where I have really just before my wedding, I will say the one time, the singular time where I cared the most <laughs> about being like, I'm just going to, you know, get to the best body fat I can, whatever. And was a lot more clean with things, a lot more strict with things, a lot more intense in my workouts. And since then, truly it's been, there's obviously been periods of like, okay, I want to pursue fat loss postpartum or want to whatever. But then I always return to this baseline of like, this is where I can live comfortably while enjoying my life. It's a couple extra body, for, you know, up body percent, body fat percentage than, you know, I've been before it's not my leanest, but I'd rather be able to have a beer with my husband on our deck it is funny because right before, um, my son will be two and a half when we have this baby. And that was like a bigger gap for us. And it was right, right before I got pregnant that I was telling my husband, like, maybe I'm going to just not do alcohol for a while, because I feel like it was just getting a little bit more frequent. Um, but in general, when I'm not pregnant, we try to stick to, we do one night during the week. We have a theology on tap at home together, a little date night really just mm -hmm. so we can have it. No, it's not. So we can have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pour a drink and do that. And then, um, on the weekend, one or two days, but we'll notice like, you know, when it's summer or we're big football people, when it's football, we're like, okay, so it's been Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, let's have a beer and watch the game. And we'll try to like, temp, you know, bring that back. But honestly, like that's kind of where the seasons help as well. Like the liturgical seasons, because then in Lent, you know, that I always start feeling that way. Right. I think we're coming out of holidays and then we enter in Lent and he did do Exodus 90 this past year. I did not, but was like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, back to just Saturday nights for, you know, Lent or whatever. What's your rule? Is yours the 80, 20? That's what works for us. That's what I use as most yeah, of my clients yeah. is kind of 80% whole clean foods and then 20% treats and indulgences and, you know, that, and it, there's so much freedom in that, um, because it could be within the day, it could be within the week. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how we do things in general is like, there aren't 
you know, cookies all the time or whatever, but it's not for ourselves and our kids. Like, oh, you never see a cookie, you never, whatever. We always do yeah, yeah. Sunday treats. So that's kind of in there. And somebody's got a feast day tomorrow. We got a Michael <laughs> time for recording this, his middle name. So we got, you know, cookies on deck for that, all that jazz. But um, yeah, just 80% kind of whole clean foods and 20% treats. So alcohol has its place in there. But there's some people who would say, like, then, well, I'd rather have a brownie than a glass of wine. And sure, sure. That's the awesome choice part. But if it's Christmas, I'm picking the red wine and not <laughs> skipping the desserts. With the code Laughs and Littles 10, you can get 10% off your entire purchase at choosefe.com. They have a new Calcutta stretch and wrap rosary bracelet which comes in small, medium, large size. And it's gorgeous because it's got the blue and white gemstones that really do remind me of St. Mother Teresa. And that's so beautiful. And then they have these new crinkle saint cards. And I'm just so in like the crinkle stage with baby Dominic right now where he's like grabbing all those crinkly things. And so this cute little baby saint card. With the code Laughs and Littles 10, you can get 10% off your entire purchase at ChooseLife.com. I had this moment of like despair a couple weekends ago where I was like, I'm never going to like, this is the baby where I'm not going to be able to lose the weight. <laughs> and like, what if I never, lose? you know, just like, God, How like, wait, do you even have to lose Sarah, like six pounds? But no, I started thinking like, what if I have to really think about my diet? Because I've never done that before. It's always just mm. been, I add in the exercise that feels good. I ride the motivation because the motivation is so yeah. strong right now to exercise, just like follow that. And I still just like eat what I want to generally healthy, but I'm not like thinking about it. Cause I got worried of like, I'm kind I'm the kind of person there. If I get into something, I'm like really into that thing. And I was like, man, if it becomes food, mm. it's going to be bad. Like, I'm not going to be able to, it'll like consume me. Like, I don't even know how to count calories or whatever, but like if I got into that, it would just be bad. So I was like, let's just hope that this doesn't make it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And like, yeah, first of all, I can see like, you know, half your body in this frame as we recorded. And as soon as you said that, I was like, you look like you've lost all the baby weight. <laughs> like your face looks great. Everything looks great. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I would not be <laughs> yeah too worried, but um, there's different, there's always different approaches and systems and whatever. Cause you, you can just get to the body fat and the body weight that you're more comfortable with, or, you know, for jeans are a great tell or not, but our bodies change so much. So I love the, not don't try to get back in your pre-pregnancy jeans, but the, you know, the way clothes fit. So what I mean by that, cause some people listening are gonna be like, I have no idea what my body fat is like that, you know, and weight is not a great indicator because weight can look so different, you know, 150 pounds here mm -hmm. to 150 pounds here just looks so different. And I, I think that's really helpful for those listening who maybe never considered that to think about on a man. Cause I've said that before to clients, like who don't believe it, who are like, no, I want to just be 120. So I was 120 in high school, whatever. But I'm like, but think about a man who's like 200 pounds, not fit, you know, whatever you're like, okay, that's 200 pounds. And then 200 pound man, who's muscular and whatever, and like, you know, a different body fat percentage. And I think it's like easier to think about in that way where we're not just being so self-critical and things like that. Um, but you can do so much with just, you know, you already know probably the healthy foods and the quote unquote, sometimes just balancing the 
macros without actually tracking macros or without, I am an advocate of this as well, of just like kind of balancing your plate. And a lot of times clients will say like, I do not want to plug this in an app. I don't want to be doing crunching the numbers. And I totally get that. The only way um, that I even do it with anybody is a short-term tool to get to the point where you can just pick from a buffet line and know what fills your categories. And um, it's kind of like if you were trying to start a budget for the first time, but you have no idea what you're spending. Be like, well, kind of keep track of that for just a little bit of time. So then we can get to just making informed choices, you know, without having to plug in every single receipt is kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So just even looking at your plate of like, okay, starting with filling it with half veggies, having a good protein. I'm sure again, things that you're doing. Um, and it ends like, I know you're going to just reach through and hit me in the head. Cause it's true. And I'll tell myself this in a couple months, like time is a big thing. And I don't know if you're currently breastfeeding, but my last one took the longest too of baby number three, like, all right, I did breastfeed to a year and there are little milestones. I think for sure that are different for every woman, but have been almost every single pregnancy for me of like, Oh, okay. I get that initial weight loss. Oh, okay. Then everything still feels like an uphill battle up to mm -hmm. nine months, nine to 12. I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, here mm -hmm. we go. Because they're probably eating more and mm -hmm. stuff. And then after 12, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, now we're back. Like my, my postpartum feels like mm. phases of three months. And then like every three months, like I see my body start to change, but like in the middle of those three months, I'm like, right. nothing's right. happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to ask you, Brittany, how do you strategize Ooh. for Halloween with your kids and, and candy? <laughs> do you save it all for Sunday? <laughs> do you give it all to them? What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Good What's question. your um, I really am into trying to help them moderate themselves. So I'm not like, Oh, empowering children to make. No. Okay. My three-year-old is going to like fall face first into the yeah, bin yeah. and be like, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we did. So we don't trick or treat. So that kind of alleviates, I guess, a lot of it, but we did do a trunk or treat last year. We did an all Saints day party mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So we had the candy coming in mm -hmm. and we did limit it day of, we just were like, pick like five things you want or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we did, I guess we sound really mean now and I think I'm like, oh, it wasn't that weird. But then we threw it all in a basket and it went up in the normal after Sunday mass. Like if everybody kept their stuff together at church, they get something out of the basket. <laughs> and, um, then like, like I said, we usually do like a different thing later, but that was, yeah. And then eventually, honestly, they kind of forget about it anyways. I don't know about your kids, but well, how old is your oldest? My oldest is six. Um, so she's okay. Yeah. So but he's, he's probably still a little young to remember. And it. he's my best moderator because he is the guy that's yeah. like, yeah. Oh mom, this will make me sick. Or like, and they're yeah, actually yeah. all just really obsessed with being stronger than each other. So they're like, but will this make me stronger than Joe? Like, will this make, uh -huh. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, you better eat your sausage because Joey just ate a burger, you know, whatever. We totally <laughs> use that. But, um, no, we do do the like, okay, limit yourself when you're doing it. Same thing at like a birthday party or something. Like if there's six, yeah. six treats offered, like pick two, move on or else you're going to feel sick. We'll just mm -hmm. kind of, you know, and then sometimes some kids I think do need to feel sick that time be like, oh yeah, I'm not doing that again. But you know, mm -hmm. we, so we don't toss it all out in front of them. We don't donate it. We just stash it. And then eventually, you know, if mm -hmm. it's still there, that's what I'm calling to mind is like Valentine's candy up there in like September. I'm like, well, tossing this now. But so five day of one a week. Yeah, pretty much until we forget until we forget. Cool. <laughs> cool. That's what I love. I just love collecting yeah. advice on how to do <laughs>
it's fun to know what other people do. All right. Well, okay. So we're going to wrap up, but tell us, tell us like your current people who are like, oh my gosh, like I want to sign up with her. What do we do? Uh, first of all, know that yes, I am a little bit compassionate. No, I am very patient. <laughs> I love, I really just want everybody to become, you know, whatever healthier is for them, whether it's, you're not moving at all, you're going to start walking or you are going to start incorporating veggies and all of that. I just want you to feel good, truly. Um, and so I have a bunch, I guess I'll start with podcasts. I, my podcast is healthy Catholic moms. We talk about all this kind of stuff all the time, meal planning and, you know, workouts. Oh, oh, oh I have to say sure. your episode on control. Someone posted in like my city's specific Catholic mom group. Oh, nice. Brittany is amazing. Oh. And this episode really helped me. So like, that's very <laughs> sweet. Oh, good. So yeah, we'll yeah. post your, your website and your Instagram and your podcast for sure. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Yeah. That'll be great for everybody to start out. There's some free YouTube video workouts and you can get the podcast you get a lot from. I have, Ooh. I haven't seen that. We got to do that. Sarah. <laughs> you know what? I put on a, um, prenatal Pilates video the other day to do. I rarely do other videos, but I was like, you know what? The kids were squirrely. I had them like, they'll probably watch this and do this. And they're like, can you put your workouts on TV mom? I'm like, yeah, I just don't. Cause that's weird. I'm like, why would I pull that up for you? <laughs> they, they hear and see me record them, but, um, yeah, that's a great place to start. My website then has more info just on different programs. I do love talking about fat loss because I think it's such a hard, like, holy cow, what avenue do you go down? So I try to make it as simple as possible and as, you know, the least restrictive way as possible where you don't have to get rid of alcohol. You don't have to get rid of whole food groups and feel like trash. Um, so I do an eight week program where we kind of, I just kind of teach the basics. That's what we're working on right now in a monthly workout group for those who want to stick around. We do live workouts and things together, but all that's there, but everyone's different spots. So the podcast is a place to start. We hope you have a great week with lots of laughs with your littles. (laughs) 